Streaming has gotten way too complicated, but you can hack the system with Prime Video. It has everything in one app with one password. See Roadhouse and the National Women's Soccer League both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on. Or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Thanks for listening to the Herd Podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday on Fox Sports Radio at noon to 3 Eastern, 9 a.m. to noon Pacific. Find your local station for the Herd at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Fox Sports Radio or FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Here we go. It is a Tuesday. We are live in Los Angeles. It is the herd. Wherever you may be and however you may be listening, thanks for watching or listening to this show. And thanks for making us part of your day. Top of next hour, herd hierarchy, top 10 teams in the NFL. We've got a million different angles. Aaron Rodgers out for the year, Achilles surgery, devastating, daunting blow gutting blow for the New York Jets. Not good for fans, not good for the city, not good for the franchise, not great for older Aaron Rodgers. J-Mac, uh, I, this was a rough one for you. I, I actually had multiple people text me last night and say, how's J-Mac hanging in there? And I said, I'm just going to let him deal with the night. I didn't text you after the injury, so it's a rough one. I was unwell for much of last evening. It was a tough one. Um, we won the battle, won the game, but yeah. we lost the war And Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, out for the year. So it was a wonderful win for the Jets. It really was. And it's the last week they're probably going to be in first place. When you look at that schedule and that O-line and now Zach Wilson, that's fourth place. Listen, Aaron and that offensive line, you, I, everybody, didn't we say, God, if they can go three and three through the first six, you got a new coach, a new city, a new culture, a new O-line, you don't know about your tackles. Aaron Rodgers, we thought, was 6-6. Six and six. Now it's Zach Wilson at Dallas's defense. Mahomes, Jalen Hurts, Belichick at Denver. Aaron was always the difference with this team between seven wins and potentially 11 or 12. I've had coaches tell me this, that a great quarterback actually makes your defense even better because they feel all they have to do is make a stop and get the ball to the Hall of Famer. Michael Vick had that relevance and that ability. Was He, he was in Atlanta. Players felt like, just give Michael the ball. He'll make something happen. And that was Aaron Rodgers. It's a gutting loss. But he had three dropbacks last night and had to move for all of them and got hurt for the last one. Robert Sala deserves major props. The Jets' defense was amazing. It looks even better this year. 
They were optimistic, never lost energy despite the injury. Uh, they still had plenty of fight left on the field a lot. It never tired. And Zach Wilson didn't lose you the game. I never want to overreact to one week in the NFL, but after one week, I look at the Jets division and four things are true. Miami's offense may be the best in the league. Buffalo still has a better quarterback and a better overall roster. The Patriots are going to be a tough out, and the Jets needed Aaron Rodgers to get to the playoffs. They just do. It stinks. It's a great win. It's not going to be a great season. We've said this. With older quarterbacks, offensive lines are even more crucial. When the Rams' Matt Stafford had a good one, he won a Super Bowl. Last year, they had injuries. He got hurt. Tom Brady to Tampa. First move, get me a right tackle. They trapped Tristan Wirfs. Get me Gronk, a great blocking tight end. Um, I did not have the Jets in the playoffs before the season started. Virtually everybody else did. I bought into the hype train a little because he's Aaron Rodgers. He's one of the most gifted throwers I've ever seen. Maybe first or second best. Dan Marino's up there as well. But this team needed Aaron. Defenses can only be on the field so long. I looked at the Jets' schedule this morning, and remember, last night was the healthiest the Jets' O-line is. What if they have an injury? Mekhi Becton can't stay healthy. Dwayne Brown is 38 years old. So last night was the best of the offensive line. But if you look at the schedule, with Aaron Rodgers, there is only one game on it. They would have been the Jets at a quarterback deficit. That's Mahomes. But it looks like to me, Josh Allen's regressed. I'd take Aaron over Josh. I'd take Aaron over Russell Wilson. Look at the schedule. In every game but one, you could argue the Jets would have the best defense on the field and the better quarterback. With Zach Wilson not trying to be mean, but they will be at a quarterback deficit in 13 of the 16 games. How long can you ask your defense to save the team? Listen, two things can be true. It was a gutty, impressive win, and it will not be a great season. Aaron Rodgers was the difference between 7 and 11 wins. Their defense was great last year. It was great last year. It's better this year, but he was the difference. This story's got so many layers. Robert Sala after the win, but talking bigger picture. Personally, I don't hurt for me. I, I don't hurt for our locker room. I hurt for Aaron and how much he's invested in all of this. Um, you know, so I, I'm still going to say a prayer. I'm still going to hold out hope. Uh, but, uh, you know, my, my, my heart's with Aaron right now not, and nowhere else. Yeah, that's, that's about um, – I was actually surprised, pleasantly surprised, that the Jets didn't unravel to some degree. Uh, it was so emotional for the city yesterday. But for the Jets to hang in there, uh, run the ball, play inspired defense, not unravel, was really, really impressive. There is something special about this Jets team. But when you start looking at that schedule, there's a reason they went out and got Aaron. I have my differences with Aaron. There are things I question about Aaron Rodgers, but he is the magic. He was the magic. Get well, get better. There's next year. I still hope this has a happy ending. For Buffalo, I don't think there's a single NFL player, not one, that misses a coach more than Josh Allen misses his former offensive coordinator, Brian Dable. 
since Brian Dable became the head coach of the New York Giants, Josh Allen, from that moment until tonight, has 20 picks and seven fumbles and leads the NFL in giveaways. His mechanics are worse. He's had drama with his star receiver, and he still won't slide. I didn't like what I saw last night. And I understand with Allen's size and athletic ability and his talent, I'm not asking for perfection. Okay, this is not a guy that needs to go, you know, 28 of 34. It's not what I'm looking for. But he is a heavyweight fighter, and he has lost his corner man. Mike Tyson was never the same once he lost Customato. And people would argue Tiger Woods was never the same when he lost his swing coach, Butch Harmon. It doesn't matter if you're a magnificent singing talent. You'll notice in Hollywood the best actors often lean and work with the same directors over and over and over. Josh Allen misses Brian Dable. Last night, these numbers are weird and shocking. 0 for 5 on passes over 20 yards, two picks, and a 0-0 passer rating. Tiger was never the same without Bush. Mike was never the same without Customato. Three years ago, we looked at the best quarterbacks in the league, and I think all of us would agree it was Mahomes 1 and Josh Allen 2. But when Mahomes goes off the rails mechanically, and he does about once a year, Andy Reid brings him back home. When Josh Allen goes off the rails, and he's there right now, Buffalo's got a defensive head coach and a defensive-minded culture. They still can't get their O-line right. It's like Steph Curry. Steph Curry, if you've watched him, we have and we love him. He's J-Mac's favorite player and probably mine. We'll have these stretches where he gets really loose with the basketball. And then Steve Kerr, bring it back home. Let's reel it back in. Let's go back to basics. The greatest talents need somebody in the sidecar. A man, a woman, a trainer, support, whatever it is. Josh Allen misses Brian Dable. That is not to say that Ken Dorsey's not a good coach, but there are certain relationships in the NFL. Matt Ryan, Kyle Shanahan, it was magic. Matt Ryan's still good without him, had great years without him, but he was better with Kyle. Creative, mega talents, sometimes they go off the rails. I love Lady Gaga. The meat dress moments, like, let's reel it back in. A little too far out there. <laughs> But I feel like when I watch Josh Allen, he's not the same quarterback as I felt his last game with Brian Dable. Mechanics won't slide. Deep ball, not as good. Impatient, not as accurate. Ball last night, one of the interceptions, two were just brilliant plays. One of them was just, it's like he threw it to the safety. Josh Allen after. Trying to force the ball. Um <sighs> Same place, different day. I, I hurt our team tonight. I cost our team tonight. And it feels really similar to last year, and I hate that it's the same. Um, yeah, I, that night was so many different things. It was hype and optimism. It was fantastic. It was – there were so many great emotional moments right before the injury. And then in the injury – 
you're basically praying, crossing your fingers. Okay, two weeks, three weeks. I immediately ran to the Jets' schedule. I go online. Okay, they can, they'll lose to Dallas. They'll hang with Kansas City. They can beat Denver. And then Robert Sala after. It's bad news. And this morning, Aaron Rodgers is officially out for the year. This can still have a happy ending. It's not going to be in the next eight to nine months, but it still can end well. We cross our fingers that it does. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it and travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel, it's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hi, it's the Herd. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's easy, 90 seconds. Use the code HERD, H-E-R-D. That's code HERD for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in ontario bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance see dkng.co slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions terms and responsible gaming resources this episode brought to you by 20th century studios kingdom of the planet of the apes director wes ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. You know, there's a saying, we don't appreciate what we have until it's gone Uh, And I watched the Packers this weekend, and we discussed this yesterday. They were a very, very well-oiled machine. Jordan Love had the second least pressures of any quarterback in the NFL this weekend, and Aaron Rodgers was running for his life in his three dropbacks. The Packers are stable and consistent, and the Jets have historically been turbulent and chaotic. So this is not to say that Aaron did not appreciate what he had in Green Bay, but what he did have was two offensive coaches, no impulsive, crazy owner, no bad offensive lines in 15 years as the starter. He could hide in Wisconsin. They didn't always get the best free agents, but since only about 30% of free agents hit, that was probably not a bad thing. If you looked at Jordan Love this weekend, clever play calling from an offensive head coach unbelievably solid protection, run game, weaker division. And again, I said this before Aaron played a game. I said, if you really break this down, simplify it. The Packers for 15 years have been a really well-run business, and the Jets have been a poorly run business. And they're acquiring Aaron mostly because they put themselves in that spot. 
they reached on Zach Wilson and they whiffed on a left tackle, who's now a right tackle that can't stay healthy. So they had to overpay for an expensive 39-year-old prickly quarterback who is gifted and great and amazing. But there were some warning labels on this. Let's be honest about this. We discussed this in the preseason. Robert Sala discussed it at team meetings. Older quarterbacks tend to need better offensive lines. Uh, I do think Aaron rehabs, comes back. I do think this is going to have a much happier ending. If you remember, Favre with the Jets started well and ended poorly. This is starting poorly. My guess is it ends well. Aaron comes back. Here's a big bonus for the Jets. There is a, a small silver lining for the New York Jets. Their biggest need is left tackle. They're, they don't need to draft anybody on defense. Maybe after C.J. Mosley leaves, they need a left tackle. Next year's draft has three minimum great left tackles. And the Jets do not have to give up their first-round pick because Aaron had to play 65% of snaps. If he did, the Packers got their first-round pick. Now they don't. So the Jets' number one need, the number two need, I think, is a receiver. But they're good enough there now. Their number one need is left tackle. There's two great ones and a third with Duke that's very good. And the Jets, my guess, will be about 15th around the middle of the pack in the NFL. Seven, eight, nine wins, a middle of the pack. They can get one of those or move up. So the, the, the little brief, I know it's small, silver lining. But it, it's also fair to say, and I talked to a GM, a former GM in the league. It is harder for older players to rehab. Younger bodies heal more quickly, injured less frequently. When they are hurt, they rehab and they return quickly. How many times have we seen a young player get hurt? He'll be out eight weeks. He comes back in five or six. The, the medical staffs, the medical professionals in New York are top of the world. You're getting the very best help for Aaron Rodgers. But there is a likelihood, perhaps, perhaps, that at 39 years old with a severe Achilles rupture, we may have seen the best of Aaron Rodgers. Now, good Aaron Rodgers with his intelligence, his moxie, his experience, and his arm, a good, less mobile Aaron Rodgers with that defense could still be a fantastic team if they get the left, left tackle right. So there is a just a sliver this morning of positivity on this. You're going to find out for sure with Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson got to watch Aaron Rodgers for camp, summer. Did he learn some things from Aaron? You're going to be able to get your first-round pick. That's positive. But we also have today, we, we've, we've got to be honest, the Jets are in this position with Aaron because they reached on Zach Wilson, whiffed in a left tackle. I said this two weeks ago. There were a lot of flashing red lights with this situation. It's why I didn't see the Jets as a playoff team. Two things can be true. I feel awful for Aaron Rodgers, Rodgers but I do think it'll be a better ending, a happy ending. Uh, but I, I think, uh, you know, for the next four months, it, it, it's going to be emotional and pretty rough. Uh, here's J-Mac with the news. No, 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 no. Turn on the news. This is the Herdline News. The wardrobe... People let me wear uh, this jet. I actually like it's a good look. Actually. I had to I had to clear it with them because you know it's not buttoned up. It's a little dressed down. But I had to. I told Colin via text everybody that uh, there may not be another chance to wear this shirt again this season. It's listen, Dallas 
hosting the Jets next week, it doesn't feel very hopeful this morning. And that's the magic of Aaron Rodgers. You well, go into that game and think, our defense against their defense, Aaron will make a play. I mean, that's the magic of Aaron. Aaron will make it work. What, what are you saying? You don't trust Zach Wilson and Nathaniel Hackett? Well, against that defense? Against anyone? <laughs> well, I mean, again, ask yourself this. If the Jets had 10 average quarterbacks, wouldn't you say the Jets' defense would suffocate those quarterbacks? So, I mean, the, let's be honest. The Jets have a top-five defense. The Cowboys have a top-five defense. The only way to beat those teams is with elevated quarterback play. The Cowboys are going to win nine games just if they don't move the ball. The Jets are going to win seven, eight games just because of their defense. Aaron took you to 11 or 12 with his magic. And watching the Jets last night, everybody knows the only reason they won, Josh Allen vomited all over himself with yeah. that fumble. And then the punt return touchdown. Like, you think Zach Wilson could go the length of the field for a touchdown? Well, no, I don't. I don't. All right, let's move on. Let's move on. I just needed a moment there. Uh, Let's. Yeah, defensive tackle Chris Jones of the Chiefs ended his holdout this morning. A one-year deal worth up to twenty-five mil base salary, nineteen and a half million incentives could bring him up. I just looked at how the Chiefs. Defensive line graded out against the Lions. It's extremely poor. All the guys are orange. Orange is like the worst. Um, they're going to need him this week against um, ETN Tank Bigsby. Great name. And that Jags offense. Um, Jags Chiefs might be, after Jets Cowboys, the best game of the weekend. Well, I get both my guys back. I thought this was an interesting contract. Um, go back to Kansas City's opening loss to Detroit. My number one takeaway in that game for Kansas City was, oh, they're getting an excellent pass rush without Chris Jones against the great O-line. And I think Brett Veach says, I like our young guys. We probably need Chris this year. I think this is really good for the Chiefs. Chris gets his money, but yeah. <laughs> this is a great, great deal for the Chiefs. They probably need Chris for one more year. But if you start looking at the what they've drafted up front... It gave the Lions' great O-line real consistent trouble. Are you surprised he took this? Oh, one year. I was. Listen, we just saw Aaron Rodgers took a massive pay cut to help the Jets, and after four plays, he's done. And but, we don't know if he's going to come back. I think retirement's in the cards, but... By the way... Chris Jones, a one-year deal. This is, there's some risk here. By the way, Aaron did risk taking a pay cut. One of the reasons players don't take pay cuts is you get hurt. You know, you, you only have about seven years of great health in the NFL for legends. You know, you're not quite, you know, your you're first year in to your seventh year in, you're in an athletic prime. You heal quickly, get hurt less. And then after that, it's a lot of crossing your fingers and luck and protection. Yeah. So or Aaron, you're like you and I still in our athletic primes yeah, right now. But Aaron basically takes a pay cut for the team. And today, he'll watch the team. Yeah, I mean, we, I don't know how much you want to talk retirement, but I don't know that he's coming back to the Jets after this. I'm trying to be totally positive today. I looked up quarterbacks who have had a uh, oh, no, it's, Achilles it's injuries. Old guys. And it's, I haven't found one like a good quarterback at his age. Testaverde was like 35. Dan Marino had one, but he was younger. Well, it's funny because Aaron was considering retirement. Exactly. Coming to New Do York. Do you know what it's going to be like to come back from this kind of injury for a guy like Roger? It's, I mean... My guess is he'll be positive and start this rehab. Yeah. And then about six months in, he may have to have a sit down with Sala and say, I just, it's not going to work. I think there's a darkness retreat, sorry, yeah. in the cards for him again. Yeah. But I, find do, out if I he think he'll there. take the positive tact. I think he will work. I think he'll go for it. I think, you know, he's, a, he's still single guy. Football's a big part of his life. 
You know, he didn't have a family waiting for him at home. So I do think Aaron will make the best of it. But I could see six months in another four-hour rehab day saying it doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel better. I'm going to be 40. Like, I get it. All right, let's move on to Jordan Love and the Packers, Rodgers' old team. Jordan Love got a huge win over the Bears. However, despite the 15 of 27 for 245 and three tutties, Bears safety Jaquan Brisker was not impressed. He's just Jordan Love, number 10, Packers QB. He's nothing special. We're going to stay the course. We're going to focus on Tampa. We'll see them again. They'll get theirs. Kind of harsh words. Well, uh, he's nothing well, special. But well, uh, I did look into it, Colin. On uh, uh, you know seven passes attempted behind the line of scrimmage, one of four on passes over twenty yards. Like it was a very I cookie think, cutter no, performance from Love. I don't think that quote's inflammatory. I think it's accurate. I think Jordan Love, with great support, can win games over the Chicago Bears. I don't think he's special. I think he is a athletic game manager. So you can roll the pocket with him. You know, game managers used to be a guy that sits in the pocket, easy throws, screen passes. Well, in our time, 2023, a game manager can also be that and some athletic ability to roll the pocket, occasionally run. Jordan Love feels like that. Kind of a game manager. Alex Smith had some of that, where he was managing the game, but Alex could peel off a run from time to time. He's now, number one overall pick. Well, I know. Yeah. And, and and he he and he yes, he was. So that's probably not fair. But I always felt with Alex, didn't have a big arm, some physical limitations, what, what, but could occasionally who we liked a lot, who comes on the show. I think he's coming on today. Like, Sanchez, I think the fifth pick, Jets yeah. traded up for him. Yeah. He could make plays. Game manager doesn't mean you're not athletic. It doesn't mean you can't make plays. It just means you're not going to carry a franchise like a Josh Allen with just physical traits nobody can duplicate. Well, we'll see about Josh Allen carrying anymore. Uh, real quick word, Packers-Falcons this weekend is interesting. Falcons defense, uh, you know, Bryce Young moved the football on them despite the two picks. Um, I don't know. I... I had thought the Falcons would be the side here, but I, I'm giving more thought to uh, Jordan Love and company. Like, we'll see what Aaron Jones' status is. Did have the hamstring injury. If you have two young quarterbacks, I don't know. I, I thought the play calling by Green Bay was really clever. How about the defense? I mean, they have like seven number one or first round picks. First round picks on that defense. And they showed up again. I mean, Justin Fields is under pressure. I, I don't know. It's a tough game. Maybe a stay away. Um, final story, the Giants. Ah, Yes. Talk about losers. 40 to nothing, that loss to the Cowboys. It is just one game. They'll have to regroup ahead of their next matchup against the Cardinals. Brian Dable said they'll make appropriate adjustments this week. We evaluate the tape, I'd say, with a critical eye, starting with, with us as a staff first and the players. Now, obviously, you, you take into account what happened the previous game and, you know, have difficult discussions if you need to have them and then try to make the best decision you can for the team, um, you know, based off of... You do look at performance in training camp, no question about it, uh, but you also are real with performance in, in the game. So uh, I'd say it's probably a little bit of both, um, and then at the end of the day, you got to make a decision that you think is going to help your team. Uh, Evan Neal's performance is going to be very scrutinized. Oh, he got overwhelmed. So he was the kid out of Alabama, uh, seventh overall pick. Graded out as the 62nd out of 65 right tackles. And I thought he was sort of an improving player. I don't know what happened. Like, he was like a sleeper. I mean, he got destroyed. Um, I will just say, remember how we talk about the gambling services giving out um, picks? About an hour ago, they gave out Giants minus four. 
It's now up to Giants minus five and a half against Arizona. Oh, I think I think the rule we always have, if you have a capable quarterback, Daniel Jones is capable, and you are humiliated on national TV. You know, I would have taken I would have taken the Giants minus four. I don't know if I'd take a minus five. Five and is a half. kind of a dead zone, you know. Yeah, I I again the best numbers are never on our blazing five Friday. The number minus four Giants is totally the play. You take the Giants. Now, that number may move to six. It probably will. And then you stay away from it. But at but four... At same, remember, Daniel Jones historically played better away from home. Um, I, I think the Giants are the side here. We, we don't... You can... People struggle with this. We don't like the Giants this year. I'm sorry. I don't like the Giants this year. But I do like them this week. You know? You, you get that? Like, you may like a team this week, but you oh, yeah. don't like them for the season. Oh, no, no. I've, Some I've, people don't totally understand that. Tampa Bay, we liked them last week. Oh, yeah, that's, not a, that's week? not a sophisticated theory or. Well, we've got some unsophisticated. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fans I like there. teams on certain weeks because of a matchup, and I don't like the team. I mean, if two bad teams play, and you got to pick a number or a side, you got to pick one of them. I mean, the Houston Texans. This year, I will bet a Houston Texans game. I think it's a five-six win team. Texans Colts this week. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Colts are favored. Well, they should be. They got more consistent quarterback play. Well, maybe. Yeah. All right, J-Mac with the news. Well, that's the news. And thanks for stopping by. The Herd Live News. You know, it's, it's what's really interesting is that we came into the season, all of us, you, me, everybody, thinking the AFC was significantly better than the NFC. Well, the NFC went 4-0 against the AFC this week. And the three teams that most of us had at the top of the AFC – were Kansas City, Cincinnati, and Buffalo, and they all lost, and their offenses all stunk. So where am I on those three teams? Here's my gut feeling. Kansas City's going to be fine. First of all, they have an excellent GM, and it's going to be a busy trade deadline. They can find stuff they don't have. Secondly, they have an offensive coach. They'll solve their offensive problems. They've got Travis Kelsey returning, and now Chris Jones. And my takeaway on that Kansas City loss was, wow, That defense is good, fast, and really young. Kansas City will be fine. They may not be 14-win fine. They'll be 11-12-win fine. Cincinnati, again, offense struggled, but they've got great weapons. They've got an offensive coach. They have a highly efficient quarterback who generally bounces back after losses. There's no trend that Joe Burrow's bad after week one disappointments, and he's had several week one disappointments. I think last year in week one he was bad. So they've started slow before. I like their offensive personnel. They've upgraded at left tackle. I don't worry about Kansas City or Cincinnati, though I did think it was ugly and it may take them a few weeks to work their way out of it. Buffalo's different. They have a defensive coach. Their quarterback has regressed, and the answer perhaps is not in-house. They still have no run game. They do not have a number two reliable wide receiver. The defensive coordinator quit. There are a lot of things about this team I just don't like. Stephon Diggs has this team really over a barrel. You saw in that final draft, how many times did they go to him? Three or four times? He's it. Their second-best receiver may be a running back or a rookie tight end. So I think Buffalo's in some trouble. I watch Miami's offense. I've seen the Patriots and Jets' defense. Hell, the Jets beat them last year. And I think this defense is better now than it was last year. And so, um, you know, we, we've always known this. Every year, 
Uh, there's at least four new playoff teams. The average is about six. Seven coaches get fired annually. There's a lot of fluidity in this league. I And, and J-Mac and I talked about this during the offseason. I sort of leaned with they'll be fine uh, as long as Stephon digs at the trade deadline. Maybe they get another receiver. I still think that is true, but they'll be fine. J-Mac was a little more critical of Buffalo, and right now he's right. I just don't like what I see. Still can't run the ball. Pittsburgh Steelers, Buffalo Bills, defensive coaches. Can't figure out the run game. Kyle Shanahan's always got a run game. I watched this weekend. Rams, Sean McVay, average O-line. They got a run game. Mike McDaniel figures out the offense with small Tua. Bills, Steelers. How many years going to struggle with this O-line? How many years an inability to develop a run game with defensive coaches? I mean, it's, it's crazy, but it's I, Buffalo still can't run the football, which is remarkable because their quarterback is such a great runner and athlete. He can be such a diversion. He can be such a decoy uh, that you think running the football, they would eventually figure it out, and they just can't. By the way, the Jets can. The Jets can run the football. The Bills can't. That may be the secret sauce for the Jets going up and beating Buffalo. Now, Von Miller will return, but the one thing I took out of the Jets game last night that to help this team, if the run game's good and the defense is good, they're not necessarily man overboard. I think they'll be in games. I just think you get the fourth quarters, the Jets defense is on the field, you're facing Mahomes and Russell Wilson, and here's a Jimmy Garoppolo, and here, say what you want, they're better than Zach Wilson. So I don't think the... I don't think the Jets capsize here. I think they're going to be competitive. I like their coach. I like their defense. I like their run game. But they are going to be in a quarterback deficit, and that, that is what it is. It, you start looking at who makes the playoffs, about one team a year can get in without a high-end quarterback. Maybe it's the Jets. If they can go up to Buffalo again and run the ball, and Buffalo still cannot run the ball. It's been five years. That's your little that's your little matchup advantage. They did it last year where like Buffalo just couldn't consistently run the ball. They rely overwhelmingly on Josh Allen and his best receiver has to go up against Sauce Gardner, the Jets strength. So the Jets do match up very well with Buffalo. Their best defensive player takes out their only Buffalo's only elite perimeter player and the Bills can't run the ball. So you're left to Josh Allen throwing 45 times. Look at the numbers. He turns it over twice a game. Fumble or pick, last 20 games. So there, again, there's silver linings to the Jets. They're going to get their number one pick, and they're going to get a left tackle. And Aaron's going to come back. So it's not all, and I do think this team will have fight. But man, 13 of the next 16 weeks, they got the second best quarterback. Now they could argue, we'll have the better defense. We'll have a comparable run game. We may have a better coach in many of those. So there, there is a way to walk into that locker room if you're Robert Sala and sell this to the team. We're going to have the best defense in the next 16 games. We're going to have a run game that's as good as anybody that we face in the next 16 games. We're young. We've got character. I mean, there, there are things you can sell. They do. I don't know if they match up with Miami. They match up with the Bills. I saw it again last night. The Bills become overwhelmingly Josh Allen, save us. That's their offensive game plan because Sauce takes out Stephon Diggs mostly. So that's, a, that's the silver lining for the Jets today.
Can I ask you real quick? Uh, how do they match up with the Cowboys? Because I'm gonna I'm gonna put this out there. Who scares you more offensively, the Buffalo Bills or the Dallas Cowboys? Uh, the Cowboys have more than one weapon. They have Cooks and Ceedee Lamb. Gallup's okay, not great. Tony Pollard is better than any running back for the Bills, okay. and I would take Dallas O line over Buffalo. Okay, uh, Josh Allen or Dak Prescott? Who scares you more coming in when you're game? Oh, I gotta planning? tell you something. Josh Allen, four turnovers is yeah. starting to scare me. Well, the Jets have dominated Allen the last three meetings, 13 sacks. So there's a world where the Jets' defense shows well against Dallas this weekend. No, no, no. The Jets' defense is going to show well against everybody. But Buffalo is interesting because the Cowboys should be able to run the ball occasionally. Buffalo can't do it six years in. They can't run the ball. And if you only have one receiver and my best player, Sauce Gardner, I take out your perimeter player. So what, what the Bills did last night is what they are against the Jets. Josh, they look like Justin Fields and the Bears. Hey, Justin, save us. Hey, Josh, save us. That's not a game plan. As good as Justin Fields, I mean, Justin Fields right now and Josh Allen, it's the same game. But you, why save did they, us. Why did they need the saving when they were up 13-3? Why is Josh you Allen know, yeah. YOLOing it all over the field? Well, what, what, like, I don't understand the game plan. Some of that's on Dorsey, isn't it? You're up 13-3 and the I'm opponent just saying, can't do there anything? Are, it's, the Jets are not going to be losing 38-6 to every weekend. They're going to be in games, but generally over the course of 12 possessions, I have Mahomes, you have Zach Wilson. It doesn't matter how good your defense is, I'm going to win the game. 13 possessions, I have Tua, you have Zach Wilson, I'm going to win the game. That's what I'm saying. But it, the Jets are going to be in games with this run game. And this defense, they're going to be in. Nobody's scoring 28 points on the Jets. I mean, that would have to be a big turnover game. If Zach doesn't turn it over, let's say he's one turnover a game, you're not dropping 32 in the Jets. Bills no had, way. Bills had one explosive play the entire game to Gabe Davis for And that's with yards. Josh Allen, two good tight ends, and Stephon Diggs. Yeah. One. And, by the way, element of surprise, they had a whole offseason to prepare for. Brees Hall had two himself explosive plays yesterday. Look at that. It almost turned the tide. Yeah, yeah let's go. Buy Jack season tickets. Yes. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. Hey, it's Ben, host of The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller. It would mean a lot to have you join us on our weekly auditory journey. You're asking, what in God's name is The Fifth Hour? I'll tell you, it's a spinoff of the Ben Maller Show, a cult hit overnights on FSR. Why should you listen? Picture, if you will, a world where we chat with captains of industry in media, sports, and more every week. Explore some amazing facts about human nature and more. Listen to The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. 
Thank you to our friends at Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the 2024 Colin Coward Show. Panini America delivers a premier collecting experience with the most sought-after NFL, NBA, FIFA, and WNBA trading cards. Whether you're chasing rookie sensations or collecting timeless legends, Panini's got it. Panini America is also breaking new ground in NIL, featuring some of the biggest names in college sports. And now newly minted first-round picks like number one overall Caitlin Clark, Angel Reese, J.J. McCarthy, Michael Penix Jr., and more. If you're into cutting-edge digital collectibles, don't miss Panini's NFT platform at nft.paniniamerica.net with some of their first opportunities to collect this year's rookie class. Whether you're a collector of physical cards or a digital enthusiast, Panini has you covered. Check out their most popular brands like Prism, Select, Donruss, and more, including Panini Instant Cards celebrating the biggest sports moments on cards right after they happen, such as Draft Night Instance. Visit PaniniAmerica.net or download the Panini Direct app today. Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the Colin Cowherd Show. Big noon Saturday kicks off on Fox with a good one as Drew Allaire and Nicholas Singleton lead 7th-ranked Penn State in a showdown against Illinois. Catch the action beginning Saturday at noon Eastern on Fox. First of all, the Fox Noon kickoff is a great show. I think they do. It, last week's show was the best one they've ever had. It was just such a fun, fun show. You've got to watch that show if you haven't seen it. It's so fun. They had so many personalities. Did you see the rating for Colorado's game? It was Like nine and a half million people watched the game. <laughs> An early game with the Colorado Buffaloes. <laughs> they didn't they, a, it kicked off super early. early. Before noon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they asked, Fox asked Colorado and said, hey, can you start it early? Yeah. And Colorado's like, uh, yeah. And so, I mean, they worked together. That's television's powerful, and Colorado was cool about it. The benefit is the whole country watched. Yeah. I think it got a bigger number than Texas-Bama. Would not surprise me. Yeah. That's insane. That is insane that the Colorado Buffaloes, in two weeks, the power of Dion are driving a bigger number than the greatest yeah. dynasty in college football history and the Texas Longhorn brand. Yeah, well, you, that, if you don't think there's power in stars, an early game with Colorado driving the marketing bus beats Texas-Bama. Now, some of it's just the noon kickoff. It's so dynamic, you got to watch that show. Okay, so, uh, so a lot of, I don't know how many of you watch this. So I, I got to tell you something. So, uh, uh, you know, I bought you know, the red zone, and uh, uh, I, I, I couldn't find it for like three minutes. I couldn't find it on my TV because it's moved around, so I missed the opening kick of all the games. So I, I was 10.03, 10.04, I watched the games, and I missed the opening kick, so I didn't see this live. Uh, Sean Payton in uh, Denver tried an onside kick to start the game. So uh, I don't like onside kicks. Why? The success rate's 5.3% last year. There's two things I hate in football. Fade patterns in the red zone and onside kicks. Uh, the Raiders scored a touchdown on that drive with that short field. And I love Sean Payton, but I didn't like that call. And the reason is an offense generally, especially a limited offense with Jimmy Garoppolo, it's not going to be the Chiefs, right? It's not going to be like the Miami Dolphins. They've got about 12 to 15 plays they have designed that they really think will be the best against 
the defense, right? You got 12 to 15 plays in the books. You have the element of surprise. Um, you may not be able to run them a second time. Uh, defenses adjust. But there's about 12 to 15 plays you have. Why give Jimmy Garoppolo a short field? Make Jimmy Garoppolo go 80 yards to beat your defense. Because you don't view him as a special it guy, but he's certainly good enough in a short field to get you in the end zone, and he did. So they didn't even have to use all their structured, schemed, all their plays that they designed to use right out of the gate. They probably used half of them. So then by the second drive, you have more element of surprise plays. Don't love it. Um, I think there's there's aggressive and there's reckless. I thought that was a little reckless. Uh, I also think uh, if it doesn't work and the success rate's 5.3%, Russell Wilson once again is trailing in a football game. All quarterbacks are better leading in football games. It's easier. Uh, also... I don't think anybody envisioned a wild shootout in this game. I mean, the over-under I checked this morning was about 43. So people were looking at a 24-20 game. Why give away cheap points? If you don't recover it, it takes two first downs. Boom, Raiders have a field goal, lead 3-0. As it was, they took a touchdown lead. So now Sean Payton did have a legendary onside kick in a Super Bowl, but that was different. You had to be super aggressive, bordering on reckless, because you were facing Peyton Manning in his prime. So when you face a Mahomes, you, I mean, we saw the Detroit Lions, J-Mac, facing Mahomes in Kansas City, go for it on a fake punt deep in their own territory. That's what you do with Peyton Manning in his prime or Aaron Rodgers in his prime or Patrick Mahomes in his prime. That's totally different. Super Bowl, onside kick, Saints got it, but you're facing Manning. Here you're facing Garoppolo. There's no reason to take a huge chance with a 94.7% failure rate in a game that was going to be 24-20 either way. Because Jerry Judy was out, points were going to be at a premium for Denver, and because the Raiders don't, I don't think they have a great offensive line, Garoppolo's not super mobile, they weren't going to roll out 38-40 points. So I thought, here was Sean Payton yesterday explaining the onside kick. We just felt like we saw a leverage opportunity and someone we wanted to take advantage of. Um, obviously, we didn't want to contact the ball before 10 yards, um, but it was kind of being aggressive, and yet we felt like you know, we came to win a game. It was something we discussed. If we won the toss, we were going to defer. Then, obviously, we wanted it kicked over on our sideline. So, um, you know, it was just one of those things that we felt, percentage-wise, we felt pretty good about the, the odds. All right. Well, I disagree there. I have a right to disagree. I just disagree there. I feel like you're playing the result. I mean, ninety-five percent failure. Right. It should have been. It should have been nailed. The guy just touched it at like nine and a half yards. I don't know. A little harsh. Raiders seven, Broncos nothing. I think Russell Wilson needs leads. (laughs) Our two next. Her hierarchy. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddy? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddy on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at, at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A rested child is a happy child. Sleep Tight Stories is a weekly podcast that brings comfort and joy to families worldwide with calming bedtime stories. The stories are relevant to children and spark wonder without overstimulation, so they can fall asleep and stay asleep. Listen to Sleep Tight Stories on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. For a bedtime routine you'll miss when they're grown, Sleep Tight Stories.